listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Best sounds of the weekend coming up here in about 15 minutes. And you can probably guess at least one of the things that's going to be a part of it because we played it earlier in the show if you were listening before. But we're going to go in reverse chronological order on this one, Scott, in what I am calling things that didn't need to be say out loud, Dallas Cowboys edition. And everybody's got something to say about somebody, and we're just going down the line. The dominoes are falling on somebody with something to say about somebody else. This all started during the week leading up to the Super Bowl when Demarcus Lawrence, one of the mo- one of the most, if not the most, respected of the Dallas Cowboys, which is why I can't believe that he would go down this road unprovoked. But Demarcus Lawrence, the one they call Tank, went on first take and was asked about what happened with the Cowboys at the end of the season because none of us have an explanation on the outside for that wild card game. So Demarcus Lawrence gave us what went down from his perspective. All honesty, I think the main thing is who's burned out, man. Uh, you know, long season, um, team dominantly healthy throughout the season. You know, um, the legs get tired, but also um, – you know, you got to give hats off to Green Bay, man. They came out with a great game plan, um, you know, rolling out towards Micah and, and running away from me. I feel like, you know, that's that's what they needed to, you know, get their game started, and they jumped on us fast. And What about adjustments? Yeah, adjustments, man. Uh, you know, I feel like we went in the locker room, and, you know, we came out, you know, ready with our adjustments, but uh, still didn't go the way that we planned it to go. When you say you were tired in a long season, I mean, it's not like, mm. D-Law, you guys played like 18, 19 games, yeah. and the other teams played 40 games. Yeah, Everybody played the same number of games up until that point. Yeah. And we've seen this over the last couple of years with you guys. Play really good in the regular season, and then in the playoffs, we don't see that same intensity. We don't see that same ferocity. We don't seem, see that same offensive juggernaut and the defensive staple. What seems to happen once playoffs roll is right? Man, if I had answers, you know, <laughs> shoot, we would be in the Super Bowl right now. Uh, but, you know, um, I feel like, you know, their lessons learned. Uh, being able to, you know, take those losses and understand, you know, uh, the type of situations that we're in and, you know, um, how to handle them going forward um, is the only thing we can do. So, as you can imagine, that sent Cowboys fans, Cowboys media into an absolute tizzy. Of Scott Galetti, yes, I use the word tizzy because I don't know how what other word to use for how you're supposed to absorb that information from Demarcus Lawrence that it was yeah it was a detriment to us that we that we were as healthy as we were over the course of the season yeah we the Cowboys had some big injuries most notably with Trevon Diggs and Leighton Vander Esch but big picture all things considered that's as healthy as a team can be after 17 regular season games and for him to say it was a detriment to us that all these guys were healthy and we all played so much football that we were burnt out by the time we got to the playoffs. There's a few more. Like I said, we're going to go in reverse chronological order because there's responses to that and then there's responses to the responses. There's a few more sound bites I want to play. But when I hear something like that, Scott, you know, the, the default 
for people to go to as far as why the Cowboys haven't had the playoff success and why they haven't won anything and in, in, why haven't they won a Super Bowl in 30 years or been to NFC championships or or this and that. And, and the default place that everybody goes to is, well, as long as Jerry Jones is running that team, the Cowboys aren't going to win anything. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard that a million bajillion times already. And, and there's some validity to that. But when I hear something like that from the guy who is supposed to be one of your team leaders... That carries so much more weight than whatever is happening with the man who signs Demarcus Lawrence's paychecks. It's kind of baked into the equation at this point. Jerry's going to be Jerry, and everybody else has to just make do and, and make the best of the situation. Been doing this long enough. But to say uh, we, we were burnt out at the end of the season, it... it it ties together from the standpoint of you see the culture within an organization is go, plays so much of a factor into the teams that win Super Bowls, the teams that are competing for Super Bowls, and the teams that are competing for draft picks. Cowboys are somewhere in the middle of all of that, but that's coming from somebody who is tasked with playing the game not with somebody who's tasked with yeah he's the gm he's the owner he's he puts the roster together but to me that carries so much more weight than any of the default stuff that we go to with jerry yeah because um, that's that, that's <laughs> a that, that's a lo- that, that's a legitimate that's a legitimate problem are there some mental hurdles to overcome maybe we play around with that a lot, and I think a lot of that's more overblown than it than we actually than it really is. We just we play around with it because he's he's an easy target, and, and limited fake Jerry Jones is on shows all over the country. But that's something real, where you're one of the veterans on this team. You have other guys that are a lot younger. You have guys that. They're the ones that you're looking up to, and if that's the standard that is being set, then that's where you really go to, well, how is this team going to win anything? Forget, you know, Mike McCarthy, you know, Mike McCarthy's clock management or interceptions or untimely turnovers or this guy was hurt. That's going to the bedrock of we're not ready. Of Okay, great. I'm a Dallas Cowboy. Okay, cool. Like that doesn't mean anything extra. That's a big problem. It is. It's just a matter of where this team wants to go, and not say, "Oh, we were worn out." Go out and play that extra mile. Go out and make that extra play. Easier said than done. Easier for me uh, said than done. Um, because those are the pros I'm not, but it comes down to who wants it more, who plays the best football at the right time, and you look at the final total, that's why the Kansas City Chiefs were the champions. They wanted it more. Everyone was saying, hey, they're not going to win again, and Patrick Mahomes and company said, want to bet? Take it from us, and nobody could. 
And that's what you have to do, especially in the playoffs. You got to be that team with the chip on your shoulder going out and playing like you are the underdog. And that's how the Chiefs did. They were the underdog against Baltimore. They were the underdog against San Francisco. And they played like they were favorites all year long. Those com- That's what the Cowboys need to do. Those comments fly in the face. And and I still believe that that this is all fixable. That 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 this this run that the window isn't closed, that this run this this isn't broken. But comments like that certainly fly in the face of feeling like this team actually is close. I still think that they are. I think because they are this too. is still fixable. But this isn't just we need to figure out what teams were negating, what team you know teams were figuring out, hey, let's go make sure the ball is going when the Cowboys are on defense, let's make sure the ball is going where Micah Parsons isn't. This is digging deeper and deeper through layers of not understanding what it means to play playoff football. So you got the offseason to figure this out now, and I'm sure that there have been some internal conversations about Demarcus Lawrence saying that on, on on first take on television. But man, and if any if any NFL player said that, if if you know if 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 somebody on the Dolphins said that, if somebody on the Bills said that, we it, it would still be something that they would get ripped for. But again, it's supposed to mean something extra. That star on your helmet, and that flies in the face of that whole idea. So Micah Parsons, we move on now to reigning NBA Celebrity All-Star Game MVP Micah Parsons, who went on Stephen A. Smith's show, and he was asked about his teammates' comments. Lawrence came on first, take Super Bowl week. The show on ESPN every week, they won 10 a.m. to 12. He comes on the show, and he said, guys might have been a little tired. He said, because so much is expected of us, every game is like somebody's Super Bowl. So we go through stuff that most teams don't go through, and I think that guys were a little bit fatigued. When you heard he said that, what were your thoughts? Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree that teams play us like the Super Bowl. We are the Dallas Cowboys. But in the end, that's not a good enough reason or excuse to say that publicly. If you said it to someone else... You know what I'm saying? One on one, you know what I'm saying? Cameras off. Sure, be my guest. But what I feel like, once that regular season ends and they get a playoff, you're supposed to get rejuvenated. Like, this is a whole new me, whole new you. Like, we need to get ready. And that's part of that culture stuff where I was talking about where I where I want to dive into the players that we got to change. Like, it, it, it should never, you should never go into a game like, I'm tired. Like, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to go home. Cause that's exactly what happened, and it did happen. I'm coming to the game every week, like man, I got four more weeks left. I don't know what y'all got, but I got four more weeks left. Like that's part of the culture and identity that I just feel like we're missing. Like that, I would like that's just something like I don't agree with at all. Like regular season, all right, yeah, I'm tired, like I'm wore out. But as soon as playoffs hit, knowing how limited and how hard it is to win in playoff game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never say I'm tired or I. I feel fatigued because that's my job to not feel that way. Mm. Interesting. 
Very interesting. But, I mean, maybe he was just thinking of something nice and not derogatory, and that's what came out, Sam. Talking about Tank? Uh, yeah. I, it, you know, it, well, he said it like, there. He, he well, said it there yeah, at the very end. We just ran out of gas. We're horrible. We, we, we're not in shape. I don't think that's what he was saying. But he said it there at the end of that clip of, you know, hey, if I knew the answer is, shoot, we'd be playing in the Super Bowl. I know. End you of it. Say that's, that too. That, that's it. That's the end of it. That's the end. This is where I, I have this internal struggle because this stuff, it, it's it's great for conversation. It's great to, to play and say, I can't believe he said the thing. And then right. it comes out and it's like, I can't believe he said the thing. Like, I, it, there's that internal struggle <laughs> that I think a lot of us in radio have, especially. You know, especially in this case, we're a proud affiliate of the Cowboys. We love that team. We want nothing but success for them. We have a great relationship with with the people behind the scenes and making this all happen to be a Cowboys affiliate. And it's like the first off, the internal anarchist that just wants everything to be show fodder says, "Oh my goodness, me! Did he really just say that? Oh, we are gonna play that." And then you hear it, and it's like. You want to just you you want to bury your face in your palms, right? The struggle no, is I'd, real. I'd love the to struggle hear the is real. Of, I'd love to hear the comment of Stephen A. Smith on what was just said. I'll tell you exactly how that would go. Oh, ho, 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 cowboy fans! I can hear that. That's exact. That's exactly it. The little. <laughs> Y'all thought yeah. this was gonna be different. Y'all thought it was gonna be different. I can't em- Y'all thought I it was can't gonna be different. <laughs> but I told you, I told you, same old cowboys. <laughs> the, that's funny. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. It's what happens when both your parents were born in the Northeast. Even though you, even though I, I never lived <laughs> up that way, but you have it inside of you where you, if you need to, for what, where you can talk that fast, if you need to talk that fast. Because that's how, and I know sometimes it happens anyway. Like if I'm not, if, if I'm just like if if I put the filter down, I know sometimes it still happens. But if you need to do a Stephen A. Smith impression and talk really fast like a New Yorker, you got it in you. Sometimes it sometimes it pays off. <laughs> right, <laughs> I love it. All I'm missing is is the big hat that he wears and a big glass of wine at his fancy house. Steve, well, there's that. Steve Talk, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. More audio when we come back, because it's time for Best Sounds of the Weekend next.